Hey, and welcome to this week's edition of the Rugby Report Card. Uh, with me this week is Blake. Hey. And Jim. Hey. How are you boys feeling? Are you over it yet? Um, well, should we talk about the other games first? No. Are you over it yet? We'll get straight into this one. Um, I think I think what it is, and I, and I reckon most Australian fans would agree, is very, very frustrating to continually lose games of rugby where you win the contest. So what I mean by that is you win scrums, you win lineouts, you look better with ball in hand, um, and you continue to lose. And I think, put it this way, if you're going to pick a combined Wales-Australia side, how many Welsh blokes make the team? Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. Last and and so, so you want to be angry at someone because you're frustrated because we lost a game we shouldn't have lost. So who, who do you want to be angry at? And where you probably should be pointing the finger is the coaching staff. Because here's a, here's a squad of players that has the natural talent to be top three in the world um, and consistently lose to sides we should beat. Um, when you don't point the finger at them, you want to point the finger at the refereeing, which I think in this case, you have an argument this game. Um, so it's just frustrating and you want to sort of project that frustration somewhere. So probably a good thing we didn't podcast straight after because I was furious. Um, when you've rewatched it, have you looked it back in a different light? And definitely won't be rewatching that ever again. So mm-hmm. I even struggled to watch the Scotland Samoa game last night. I was just completely taking the winds out of my World Cup sails, man. I'm just so what Australia's performance? Nah, just the officiating and the inconsistencies mm. of it, mate. When Romain Point started, we were talking about, oh, this is going to be a fucking farce. We've said on these podcasts multiple times when that dude refs, it's a joke, and this was no different. I'm so sick of great contests not being a contest. So when he takes the pill out of it, or he takes the steam out of it, it just is like it's almost ruined the whole fucking sport for me, man. See, I I'm wish just, I'm, I'm really off it. I'm fully accept that we've lost. And I'm okay with lose. We lose heaps, man. I can cope with the Wallabies losing very easily, but I'm just off how stop start. This was a horrible spectacle, and in a market where there's so many sports that I could watch as opposed to this one, and I'm talking outside the World Cup here. It's fucking like I've almost lost a little bit of interest in it based off that one game. I'm, I'm seriously that's off dark. it. I'm mm. off it. I think that's, I'm a, sick bit, of this that's shit. a bit sour grapes, but I think I agree with you that the spectacle, we've just ruined it this World Cup. We've got, we have a quarter time. We've got, we have a three quarter time. We have two additional drinks breaks throughout the game for no fucking reason. Well, the humidity is the thing when they close the roof, it gets particularly. Yeah, last night was that, yeah. Samoa, Scotland. But the four or five stoppages are just infuriating. The 15 minutes teleconference with the TMO um, where two blokes who speak different languages are communicating through clearly poor technology is just excruciating for the spectacle. And I think we've said it before, American sport, that last quarter, builds drama like nothing you've ever seen. Rugby, if you're not ahead by the 65th, it's usually over because it's going to have two scrums. And that's why it's so pivotal, those calls, because if you get a penalty in the 50th when momentum's going your way, it turns, the game's over, man. And then it's just half an hour of, fuck, this is brutal. And I think what's frustrating about the officiating is just how flavour of the month they are. Two years ago, we are on this podcast whinging about contests in the air. Now... Fair game. Oh no, I disagree with that. There was no guy. The, the, the issue was with the contest in the air was when the guy there was a, it was a poor 
law because it was all based on whether the guy was tipped and landed on his head and his shoulder. No guy in this World Cup has. There's been a great contest in the air, and this contest in the air has always been allowed. No, no teams not. aren't contesting now. And oh, I think I it's pretty clever. That. They're waiting for the guy to drop, and they're driving. There the have been off. some. There have been some good contests. There's in not there. as many as there not was. as many but as there was. World rugby would, would use that as a success story. We've changed yeah. the game. But, but it's but a safer what, game as a result of yeah. that. But what I'm saying is, I hate the flavor of the month type thing. And at the moment, tell you what's not the flavour of the month, the breakdown. Because you can do whatever you want at it. It's, yeah, you wait two years' time when we talk about coming from the side, man. Or coming off your feet. This is what we're working well, we've on. Been we're they don't, we've, been, we've been saying that they don't... We've been saying from... Even in the Super Rugby season, you've heard me say on here, the guys never get pinned from coming in the side. The guys Ever. flop on top of it. And I don't the know guys if it's, go over the top. It's, it's crazy. The because it poses... Is, I guess it poses no physical threat to their well-being. Yeah. And it's I don't know sad. if... It's the and not many times people are, are, are contesting that many times. If you actually look at how many breakdowns actually are, well, Saturday was an anomaly, but at the other games, a lot of teams are like making the tackle and leaving it alone and spreading out. So maybe well, that's, that's what's frustrating me is is the blame Australia or is it the ref? Because we're picking two pilferers in an 80 minute game of rugby, there's one turnover. Mm. There's one turnover penalty. Either A, that's not being officiated, so therefore the Jacklers got no chance, or B, we're idiots and we shouldn't be picking those types of players because the sport's changed. For me, there was there's two issues there. I actually thought that both teams had um, uh, more, uh, more, should have had more turnovers. But I think what, actually this is the only thing I criticise. Well, actually, there's more. But it's a bit of local crime going on. Yeah, a local crime. Um, he, um, he he let it, he let it too go. He let it long. He let them go too long. I called it early. If the guy's got his hands legally on the ball. Yeah, but where Wales stung us, man, is every line break, and this happens all over the field, it's just everyone assumes it's the jackal position and gets on it. Like, pilfers are still in the game. They happen. Yeah. I think what's frustrating is you can't even, there's no point us saying this because it just sounds like sour grapes. Fuck it. You can't okay. even you can't even comment on the officiating because we lost some runs. But you can, that. but you can as long as you comment on both sides of it because there was bad calls on both sides. There's been bad calls the entire exactly. World so Cup. as long as you talk about it from both sides of the coin and don't just say it was completely Australian, then it's not us. Then it's not sour grapes. But Australia in the clutch moments. Because even you can go back four years, man. That Scotland game. We should. But if you go it. back, to we it, shouldn't have. Yeah, we shouldn't have won that. Yeah, and and would but two of the tries for Australia scored at the weekend were four passes. So, like, you've got to look at it both ways. And if you say it's shit on both sides, then that's fine. But if you just say it was just solely yeah, on yeah, both sides... Yeah, but I'm not side, arguing then... the result. Result's the result. I'm arguing the fucking whole spectacle. No, I'm, I'm, I'm arguing whether it's going to be sour grapes. It's not going to be but sour grapes. But that's how it's going to be. If you, if you look at it on both sides of it, then it's not sour grapes. But then that's that's their issue, not yeah, I, I guess you're right. But everyone, the, the main impact of this is the fair weather fan, the fair weather Australian fan. And I think we're a result of being a, a victim, rather, of a fucking how big of a global sport it is. Because if AFL have this problem, man, they just have one meeting and fix that shit. If the NRL have a problem, they just have one meeting and fix that shit. It's not repercussions. They have to get it signed off by continents and international bodies. But this is just, we play the game one style or we're so used to viewing the game in one style down here. You make it an international event. You just don't know what the fuck they're going to concentrate on. It's one of the beautiful parts of the game that it's culturally different. Where you come from, the sport's played a little bit different, whether it's the set piece or the drop goal. Mm -hmm. And, And that's kind of one of the cool things about it. But... When there's just this clear inconsistencies in refereeing, it makes it infuriating. And I think other countries don't have that spectacle problem because rugby's rugby. In Australia, it's not the dominant sport. It's it's number four, um, if that. Like it's a dying sport. And I tell you what, I watched the league the night before. It's just a better game at the moment. But did you watch the, what the, makes the it fucking a better game? New South Wales? The hits, State? man. 
They actually whack each other. No, that's just, they actually run run hard lines. Just the, you know what you're getting. Like there's something nice about knowing how the sport is played, and it's played like that the, every the game. The TMO's a bit of a fast in the league at the moment, but not like the level it is in the rugby union. But we're now having fuck because they love throwing a fucking grape at a ref too. They got two refs. Do you think? Then that's they made the. Been... Then they put a time limit on the TMO. You can only be involved in this replay for thirty seconds. Go, and then it's done. Like, they addressed it because it's literally, let's have one meeting, a fucking email, CC, a couple of cats, done. Hmm. This shit, you got to have a state of the uh, union. Sorry, I, I can't quite hear you. Yes. So, do, do you see what I see? The, sorry, I lost you. Yeah. So, we've got the we've got the player coming in from the side. French. And it's just... <laughs> that was a hybrid, hybrid accent. <laughs> of what two nations? It's just painful ones. It's just... It's <laughs> so <laughs> painful. So draw a line in the sand then. Let's look at the Australians as a whole then. Let's draw a line. Let's not talk about the refs anymore because there was a lot of inadequacies in that performance. Um, where do you want to start? Like ball carries. Yes, we want to talk about the positives in terms of scrum. Line-out functioned well. I thought they were pretty even on the line-out. Uh, Mauled pretty well. Um, but oh, just honest a lot to of God, Richard, we, we can go through the players. I just think largely the Aussies play well. The halves were atrocious. I think everyone's acknowledged that at this point. Uh, Nicerani seemed to be targeted for his high ball carrying. Mm-hmm. Karevi seemed to be targeted for his ball security. Good tactics by Catlin. Shows mm-hmm. Wales are a well-coached side. Mm-hmm. I think what's frustrating for Australia is largely every other bloke played pretty bloody well. Mm-hmm. And we were out-coached. And that's what's disappointing. Um, so, you know, you go through the different players. Most of them played really well. I thought Karevi carried a bit too much, should have passed, but... Awesome. He's clearly our most dynamic player. O'Connor, Blinder, the back three played well. Two dads, what a fairy tale that is. I think the forward pack, nice running, got picked off a little bit, but I just think the rest of them play well. I think we were slightly ahead in scrums, slightly ahead in lineouts. Breakdowns weren't reft, so it was just a mute point. That's what's frustrating. Is we used to be able to come on this podcast, we lose to New Zealand. Well, he shit, he shit, he's not up to it, he shouldn't have been picked. You lose this game, and it's like, well, fuck. Clearly the halves, which again comes down to coaching. Why are you changing your halves every two weeks? So I think if we want to project our frustration at Australia, it's got to be the coaching because it's the selection and it's the clear lack of game plan. Yeah. Wales looked like they had planned to play Australia. 100%. Australia looked like they planned to play rugby. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment completely. I think the coaching is the issue moving forward. And do you know what? I, I know the halves had a, had a bad game, and I'm going to particularly talk about Foley, and I'm going to be the one person probably that, that gets shut down for this. But I felt a bit bad for him, really, because he's not played for... Set up to fail, wasn't he? Absolutely set up to fail. You know, to, to suddenly not play for two months or whatever it is, and then to come into the biggest game in that pool and they, to expect to be a performer at that top level is unbelievably difficult. Especially never, ever play with O'Connor. No. Never started a game together. And... Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if Karevi's played 12. That's that's my, much that was my next question. Yeah. Be. Like, I, I feel for him. And look, his performance wasn't good enough. Absolutely. He's, um, he shoveled shit along. His kicking was poor. Completely bad. But as I said, I do feel a bit sorry for him, really. I'd like to know your your opinion on Curtly Beal. Is that he, he didn't make as big, of, big an impact uh, when he came on as I expected him to do. So is that him done? <laughs> No, I think him on the bench was a crazy decision too. He's mm-hmm. clearly one of our better players. Clearly that was about the only bit of coaching. We picked guys who were decent under the high ball and yep. we, we did neutralise it largely. But I'd take the punt at Beal at 15. Yeah. Um, I, I thought Dale, uh, uh, I thought he had a great game. Dale. No, but I'd just play him on the wing. Yeah, his kicking was, was... His under the high ball was great. I thought he kicked 
averagely, he was a bit long at times, but he definitely should be in that team. Even if Hodges is not banned, he should still be in that team for me. It's a blessing he's banned. Yeah. If he plays on that wing, he covers back round for the kick. You don't play England potentially in the next round. Or even if you don't, you play France. They're going to kick the ball to you. So I think DHB has to play. Agreed. Agreed. But I'd just play Beal as well. I just yeah, think I'd, you, yeah, you have I, room for both. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. And then Corabetti, who's not got much on the kick return, has to play. Because he's one I of our really dynamic weapons. Kick, so. kick the ball at one point. <laughs> Um, let's talk about the Welsh a little bit. Um, Alan Wynne Jones is a freak, mate. Most capped Welsh player ever. You've yeah. got to commend that. And just their best player. Oh, he's the halfback too. He was a gun. Yeah, Gareth Davis is a, is a, is a pretty special player. I think the point, and I, I want to go back to something you said, and I agree, if you made a combined team, the Wales don't have that many players in that combined team. But just just collectively, they just work for each other. They're well coached. Team well coached. Yeah, they're, just, they're just a great unit. My issue for them is if they, and I don't know how big it's going to come back from that HIA, is just potentially injuries might derail them further down the line. They you, don't have the depth. You no. even saw that when their bench came on. Yeah, no, even their second string front row looked a bit, how's your father? Except for kicking. <laughs> Nice reference. Yeah, we kick, uh, they kick really well. Yeah, they, they kick it, but that's a, that's a start. That was the most disappointing part of Foley's game, just not comfortably kicking those penalties. Just not feeling or looking comfortable in the stride. Yeah, but again, I think that speaks to Richard's point. You've got no confidence. You go in there shitting yep. yourself as you line it up. Mm. Um, well, then you've got an obligation to put your hand up. I'm not ready, coach. Because that's fucking unacceptable. That's, that's crazy. No right. way, man. Biggest game fucking the day. And you're gonna go to you're gonna go to um, the, the coach. Ready, coach I'm man. not ready, mate. And can I just say <laughs> you're calling this bigger than a World Cup final? Biggest game of the decade. No, we were never winning that. We were gonna win this one. I, I think the other thing is an Aussie fan, which just takes a while to get your head around, is people don't win ugly down here. When New Zealand teams win, they win pretty. When Australian teams actually wins, not that often, but whether it's Super Rugby or Rugby, we win pretty. So to to lose to a team who just absorb pressure, take intercepts, kick drop goals, is like, how the fuck did we lose that? What? But clearly, it's just a different style that Wales have mastered. I think um, it, but yeah. it's hard. To, it's hard as a viewer to get your head around because we. we I guess we don't see it. Mm. You kind of watch Wales it. Like, did ball. they win? Yeah, because Wales had a lot of ball in that first half, and they moved it sideways at times. They moved okay, but they, you're right. They're not dynamic, but their kicking game, their, their kick chase is excellent. Set piece normally, I, I agree the scrum wasn't great this, this week, but they, you're right, they just win ugly. Yeah, and, and I think as an Australian fan, and you end up leaving the game thinking, how did we lose that? So you want to... Mm. Project and anger. The positive for Australia is they're pretty much, pretty much the best or in the top one or two defensive sides in the size in the world. Who Australia is? No, Wales. Yeah, Wales. And and you actually um, created holes legally or illegally. You created some holes in the defensive. Well, line. four years ago when we played in the pool game, man, they learned something that game because the only reason we won that game was the gold wall. Mm. They, they did it back to us, and they just. Turn the tide, and because we made many a breaks, and fucking they were very good scramble and very good goal line defense, like you said. They played with a if lot you of believe heart so. Wise. If you believe so, the only reason we scored was a forward pass and a fucking double movement. But <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> That's definitely not true. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> but um, fuck, they stretched us to score. It wasn't easy to score, even though middle of the pitch we were making breaks and being all over them. When it was in the twenty-two in the red zone, it was too tough. Mm. They made us work too hard and. We were too fucking frazzled. Which is full credit to Wales. I do wonder with rugby sides, why attack can be so dynamic in the middle of the field, but when teams are 15 out, they just shit the bed. They just get a rubbish picking goes. The backs, the ball is slow. Backs down, all so of a sudden slow. can't catch. The ball's slow. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Is that just lack of officiating then? I I, I think, come on, you play. You you, you slow. Yeah, you hold onto that ball for a little bit longer. You kill the ball as quick as possible. You fan out. You use the the sideline as an extra offender and you push because you've only got shorter distance to push. So if you think when you're in the middle of the field, the defense normally might push initially and then it drifts and drops. Whereas on the trial line, you can't do that. It's just squeeze every time. I just time. reckon I'm a coach. I just fucking train that heaps. And last feet sort of goes out the window. Too. Yeah, completely. Last feet's largely out of the window in rugby at the moment. I it's because players aren't... I, thought he was I wasn't talking about that incident. But it's because players aren't largely competing. Mm. So last feet's getting closer and closer. You're losing yeah. that extra metre. Mm. Um, but why would you compete? Doesn't seem a lot of reward. Yeah. Well done, Wales. I have to say, good luck in the, the latter stages. And only the review don't to say that. But do you want to work, move on to? No, why wouldn't we say that? And I think they they should make the final now, provided they. I don't think they'll injuries. make the. I don't think they'll make the final. I reckon semi. The I mean the semi. Semi. Bockies in the semis. Yeah, probably. Bockies are a better team. Yeah. Yeah. I see. And they play a similar style. Bockies yeah. can play but just that. a bit better, and they yeah. can kick their goals. Well, no, I wouldn't say a bit better. I would say they've got more individual brilliance, probably. Mm-hmm. And go back to that point. Wales may be better collectively, but. I still back the Bockies. The, I think the Bockies have some form behind them too. Yeah. I think the Bockies forward pack, rather than getting sort of parity or just beating Wales, dominate the Wales yeah. pack. Because Bockies would have to have close to the best pack in world rugby. Yeah. And you know, watching this encounter, man, opposed to the New Zealand and the uh, Kiwi encounter, is I think you play a game like they just did in a tournament like this, that shit rings. That shit trickles to your next few games. Mm. Like they're beat up. Like South Africa sort of took their foot off the pedal early, knowing that oh fuck, we've got a, it's a tournament, it's not a single game. The um, only thing would I be is that the, the, the Ireland might, uh, Ireland and South Africa might uh, smash the shit out of each other if the, if that's the draw, which I still think it will be the game, and then Wales might have a cushier run to that semi final. Just reckon Iron sharpen, sharpens Iron at a Rugby World Cup. I reckon mm. the Bockies are better for their Kiwi game. I reckon Wales are better for our game. Australia are better for the Wales game. Mm. Just puts you in a better spot. I think those teams that coast through to the quarters, um, and that's where I worried about Ireland, but then they fucking lost to Japan. Yep. Should we jump over to that one? Yeah, well, that would have happened to the uh, fuck. That would have happened to them in the quarters, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that that. My thing on this Irish true. test is don't underestimate the impact Johnny Sexton has on that team. He is 100, the most that was... vocal ten in world rugby. He's calling the shots, even if he's not part of them, and he doesn't shut the fuck up. Um, and I reckon Conor Murray was a bit quiet. I would assume he would take that role, Johnny Sexton not being there. I guess I didn't really see that. And they're a victim of playing a home team in a in an environment which was very fucking loud. They got a bit taken aback. I reckon some of the penalties they didn't get that probably should have got, especially in the back 20, but that's what happens when you play the home mm. team in that environment. And this was another example of the officiating being a little inconsistent. Angus Gardner, who's pretty good, just clearly missed a few things in the ruck, nothing high or anything. But I think we also, just to build on your point, I'm not saying Jack Cardi's a bad player, not saying that, but I just think the organisation Johnny Sexton gives to that team, and I just think the the calmness as well to go through, and I think being 12-0 up or whatever it was, and then to I think he would have, he would have driven them home. And yes, there were some dodgy decisions, but I just think... They, they made some poor decisions along the way. I think we way. said this a month or two ago that World Rugby full stop underestimates the 5'8", the fly half. It is the quarterback. If you change your quarterback, you change the entire way you play the game. So that's why I never even like replacing your 10 during a game of rugby unless they're playing that. like Foley. So I think if you play Sexton every minute humanly possible and then you pull him out for a game... 
it's just boys are going to be able to play mm. under that situation. I, I honestly, I liken it to a QB. I just think it's so detrimental. You can take your best forward and replace them. Yeah, you're going to lose a lot because you're losing that absolute gun, but it doesn't change the entire structure of the team. Mm. It might change the structure of that set piece or that little part of the game. Re- changing the 10, man, you're right. Without Sexton, Ireland looked a mess. And he empowers people around him, like Stockdale is infinitely better yeah. under his guidance. I reckon the forwards even infinitely better because their forward pack wasn't too dissimilar to the one that they pick at top strength. No. And let's be honest, this Japanese team is just a leveled up Sunwolves. Mm. You know what? They're not though because they um, they rested them all for the Sunwolves season. They've just been all brewing for this shit. Who mm. they rest? How, like nine of them did play, shit. yeah, for the Sunwolves. Fuck, that's a mistake. Just side note before we get back into the game. Yeah. Does not this... play rugby for nine months. But would they play just Japanese level rugby? Oh, so they did play rugby. Oh. I think they're playing. They just weren't playing yeah. super rugby. Yeah. Does this change your decision on the Summers being axed? No, no, I think this the the fact that they won this game was it was all worth it. You yeah, know, it was about what now. I don't know. How do they not go backwards like, now? They made their bank, bruh. You could argue that they if made they... their yen. <laughs> you could argue that they didn't pay it much respect anyway themselves, as you just said resting nine players throughout the entire season. If they really wanted to be in that Super Rugby competition and be competitive, they'd have played their best team throughout the entire time. The pinnacle is to play for Japan, and if they can build by playing in their, playing overseas or building their international, their, sorry, their uh, intra-competition, I don't know the name of it, sorry, um, I think that's the way forward. Panasonic Cup or something, some Toyota. <gasps> Capitalist nonsense. <It's... laughs> um, but, I, uh, but it's a shame because... But we've also probably, I would say it's anomaly, but it's not because it's happened before. I watched this and I'm so pumped for Japanese rugby and I want to see them grow, I want to see them separate. And then I remember to the Sunwolves jogging out with just six ex-Reds players, five dudes who used to play for the Lions in South Africa, two Kiwis. Like if they they put this team in a super rugby competition like Argentina do, then that's, I'd I'd watch that. Yeah. But that's never going to happen. No. Too much freight overseas. Japan, but how'd they get it done, boys? Because I was at a wedding. Jim was texting me the scores. The last 15 minutes, I pulled out the phone and, and wandered out. They just held on for 20. They just had I, penalties go their way. Their but how was the heart? Goals. Yeah, just typical Japanese heart. Very Execution? Much so, like you'd see in... Dude, it was... Yeah, I guess so. Like, they defended their hearts out. They didn't have heaps of ball. When they had the ball, it was a couple of phases, and then they'd kick or turn it over. But Ireland sort of lost this one. They didn't. They had moments in which they could have gone forward and scored and tries and whatnot, but they were sort of reft out of it and kicked themselves out of it. How did the Japanese set piece hold up? Because you just think that's where you beat Japan. Yeah. You, you mm. weather their flair mm. and you accept that they are now a very good defensive side and probably out there with the fittest side in the world. It was fine, man. That big mm. popper they got coming off the bench at, at, hook, uh, at prop. He fucking stood up when he came on. Morgan Leach played a killer back 20. He came off the bench for the thug, Murphy. Um, so if you go through that, they got fucking names, man. They got fucking names, and they just like this was the they just fucking got up. Mm. It was very hard not. Hey, to do you reckon Ireland are feeling now? Irish fans. See, in, in defence of Ireland, they'll be gutted, but I doesn't mean, change. It their doesn't change situation. It. They're still, in my opinion, if they're anything, they're on the better side of the draw now. Well, no, no, no. They're still going to finish top, in my opinion. Yeah. They're going to win their last two games with by bonus point, which means that they'll be on sixteen. Scotland will need to beat Japan. Scotland will beat Japan. Which is achievable for Scotland. Yeah. And then it will still be Ireland will go through top, Scotland will go through second, and Japan will be third. You don't you want to see you reckon Scotland beat Japan? 
I watched, would, them, I watched them play Samoa closely last night. They're just a better footy side than Samoa. Uh, my issue would be for Japan. Great. My issue two for Japan players, is, is that you've you've built for this moment. You've built to play the former number one team in the world. You've climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. You've reached the summit. And then do you drop your level a little bit? Yeah. And, and, I, and I agree. I reckon it's really hard. No, I reckon it's on your if you, fingertips if now. If you look at the last World Cup, the South Africa game was also not... Um, in uh, the, not the last game, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong around the world, but Scotland were also in that group as well, and I think Scotland then came around the next game and beat Japan. It's also. a different Japan now, though, and it's it a different be, Scotland. It is. I agree with both those points, but I just think when you've reached the pinnacle, I think your level drops, and so I, I would probably take Scotland to win. I would game. be taking Scotland, but I don't think that's a done deal. Scotland, no. mate, if if touch wood, Russell and Hogg, that's it. Mm. Those two are absolute guns. Mm. Um, they've got Nell and is uh, a freak prop, and then they got old mate in the second row, Gray. Mm. Everyone else is mediocre. And look, look at that hot kid on the wing too, Maitland. No, the other wing. I Isn't he? He's Ki- Kiwi, former Kiwi. Yeah, he's Clay like Cooper's that. cousin. There's just not no, that much. There's just not that much about Scotland. Hog there is though. He's world class. Mm. He's on the field. They, they, they beat Japan. They he's put the um, fucking Samoa and Scotland game at the 2015 World Cup on before, and I called the back twenties the same. <laughs> <laughs> Same dudes in both teams. Laidlaw doesn't look young, does he? No, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't no. No. He, and he's playing sight like that too. That no, humidity looked just out of this world. Yeah, and that's yeah. got, it looked like it was pouring rain and there was just sweat. It's just crazy. Um, Have you ever been to... Like, I, when I went to Japan, it wasn't that humid. I no, remember, both remember, I've been three times. It's been cold. I remember going to Singapore and just stepping off a plane. It's just humid. It's horrible. Mm. And then trying to play rugby in it, that's freaking hard, man. Mm. The Samoans look like they're blowing up. Deluxe. It was very odd, mate. Um, talking of Pool A, so you're going with, you reckon if Japan's going to beat Scotland? No, I don't. Oh. I, I think Scotland win, but I don't think it's a done deal. Yeah. So do you reckon, um, so Japan or Ireland to finish top of the pool? It's going to be Ireland. Like, I think the way you've said it is the most likely. Because I don't Japan, think it's a sure thing. If Japan get a bonus point win against whoever they've got left, Samoa, and lose within a point... Within seven to Scotland, and they could still finish top. That's a, it's a possible outcome. Mm. It's exciting. I'm still going on like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Yeah. I'm still going on. Um, just a quick review of the other games. What was the other games that you highlighted that you that you were excited by this week? Argentina played Tonga, but well, know. we haven't hit Fiji Uruguay, which is yeah, just that's out of point. this world. Yeah. And kudos to Uruguay. I'm sorry, yeah, kudos to Uruguay because do you know what? The Fijians brought their their big boys on in the second half. They're small star players in the second half, and yeah. they still they showed that heart. They showed commitment. They still chipped away. So that's amazing. And do you know what? Credit where credit's due. They've got that Six Nations. I know it's not called the Six Nations version in South America running at the moment with their Argentinian second team in that. And I think that that's obviously done a world. Uh, for that team, because they've improved immensely. Because Uruguay were in our group in the last World Cup, and they were pus. Pus. Dude, they, they were pus the other day when they played. They were fucking horrendous against Georgia. But they, they, they just stood up in that game. So but I guess you can't underestimate a team you don't know too much about, and I don't reckon Fiji know that much about Uruguay. They're just going off. And I think it goes back to Uruguay and Fiji's squad. Fiji just well. got fucked on the three-day turnaround. Yeah. They played their A team. They win this comfortably. Yeah. They played their B team because they had no choice. Because mm. they only had three days between games, mm. it's brutal. It's just unfair. Yeah, you just set up to fail. And don't get me wrong, Uruguay cop it too. Russia cop it. All the minnows cop it. Mm. Cop it. 
It just seems crazy to me. You see, I don't mind England England having a four day turnaround because we've got a big enough squad. Like hardly any yeah, yeah. Players. Your B side that. doesn't matter. No. Whereas for Fiji, it's worlds apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They it's need like, to. They need to pick their full strength just to fucking give themselves the best chance because they got to beat Uruguay. I'm sick of being a broken record, but every World Cup's proper depressing for Pacific Island rugby. There's so the, every team, every team owes their squad to the Pacific Islands. I was just outside of that. Huge, that's a huge statement. Owes their squad? Yeah, because I'd say every local club has got Pacific Islander kids in them. Think about rugby in Sydney. Yeah. Every single club absolutely dominated by the it's Pacific Islander boys. Just a huge statement. Owes their entire squad to the Pacific Islands. Australia certainly does. Yeah, I'd argue the Kiwis largely do. Um, and then you Northern Hemisphere, you reckon England doesn't? No. You reckon you take two along you out and will follow out? You raise in Bristol. Well, you see how you go. Well, you boys go without you them. Wouldn't, you wouldn't take. Are we play? Are we, what are we based this on? Because you wouldn't take two along you. Oh, sorry, you take, you take two along you <laughs> out, but you wouldn't take one to follow out. I'm going Origins. We're going deep here. Okay, so then. But you're anyway, take two along you <laughs> out. England suck. <laughs> He's the firepower. Based, on that, take, based on that, you take Adam Coleman out, apparently, of Australia's team. Yeah. So we were out of this is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, and it's just so depressing. Fiji are losing to Uruguay. Hmm. Who are Australia's top performers this World Cup? Karevi. Um, and before last night, Nasarani. Hmm. Fijians. Korovetti. Largely been our top three players. And Tamua did well when he came on last night. Killed you know, it. Add him, add him in there too. Alala Toa was one of the best on the park. Latu had a blinder. Like, mm. it's just so sad that Fiji are losing to Uruguay. Oh, yeah. I, I echo that, that thought. Look, I just wish someone in World Rugby gave a fuck, but they're too busy worrying about TMOs. But I think well, now more to the point is if, you're, if you are a Pacific Islander and you want to make money for your family and your community, it makes sense to take, yeah, a, to, yeah. to take the big bucks. But they go over when they're 12 because that's when they get identified. Yeah. Here's a talented rooster. Mm. Drop that, come round. Mm. Just, it's just sad. I don't have it the is, answer. It is sad. I, Even watching Samoa last night against Scotland, the individual talent those Samoans had, mm. some of the things they could do, some of the hits they could put on, but they just don't look like a side. What do you think of Karebi's chivalry? Sorry, sir, going and shaking that ginger dude's hand. That's a good sport. Then after the game, he said, I guess you go play rugby league. That's what I mean. He's a good, he's a good teammate, man. I don't think he loves rugby. Doesn't that's why he's going to go and play in Japan, earn some money, and then probably leave it? Yeah, he's a very good rugby player, mate. He is very, very good. Watch him carve and have a great time in Japan, too. I mean, of course, he will. Fuck, man, you, ever, you follow Gido? Gido's living one of the best lives I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Just killing it over there. Do you, how did you feel when he had that argument with what was it, Robbie Deans, all those years ago? It's and then crazy. Smart, Robbie Deans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, ever since poor you and Mackenzie got the pun. We have just really struggled with coaches. Who do you want? Is it you and Mackenzie you want back? Oh, mate, I don't know. You'd have to look You'd at be it. fucking crazy to take the position, man, I reckon. Well, he's going to be fucking insane. Unless there's no one else, which we're, which we're all alluding to here. Check is going at the end of the World Cup. That's when he's definitely going. Game. So who's the... Who's the uh, I heard no someone episode. mentioned Jamie Joseph or something. Yeah, I've heard that mentioned. He's the yeah, Japan, Japan coach. coach yeah. Yeah. yeah, get him over. Whatever he wants. Tars got a new coach yesterday. Oh, who? Penny, I think his name was. I could have just made that up, though. You can feel free to look it up, someone. I think he's a New Penny. Zealand under-21s coach. Eh. No. And fucking can't be worse than Gibson. No. No. Definitely not. Um, Offshore selection, you'd be off that as a shoot shield coach. Yeah, you, you would be. 
We yeah. need to be fucking off it. Because you want to earn your craft, don't yeah. you? And you want to move forward. Yeah, so you've earned it, so you want to move up. So despite the negativity at the start of the podcast, I still fucking love the Rugby World Cup. It's just, it's getting tough. Mm. And you just know the quarters and semis are going to be a yellow card. It's going to change the game, not some individual brilliance. But time will pass and this will just be another flash in the pan. Nothing yeah, will be a fucking addressed. I'll, I'll, there's nothing that I'll be told or read that'll make me feel better about what's happened. And let's just move on until it happens again in a year's time. i tell you what, though. Do, do we need to come out here and say when a game's ref well? Because Scotland Samoa, that bloke was outstanding last night. Mm. I was well, watching fun. him just going, hey, this guy's a class act. Just got every decision right. Who, who did referee last night? Do you remember? Uh, if you say his name, I do remember it. Uh. So it's a P, I think. But, yeah. I, 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 class I act, mate. Um, yeah, well, he's benefiting off juxtaposition there, man. You yeah, put Picasso so. next to my fucking finger painting. He looks infinitely <laughs> Hey, your finger painting looks like a Jackson That's Pollock, That's the point. Mate. Yours looks on like a Jackson Pollock. On its own, it's fine. No, it looks like a Jackson Pollock, mate. <laughs> Should we discuss, check it, carrying on like a pork chop after the game? I don't mind it, man. Everyone's off it. Everyone's throwing the tantrum, but he's... he's Doing how I'm feeling, and that's your role as coach, man. I just think <laughs> I, I think I it's like boy who cry so, wolf, yeah, I, I and I think it. either say it or don't say it. Yeah. His little tantrum, divorced dad, sort of. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. what do you want us to? <laughs> I'd much prefer if he was just like, "This is fucking nonsense." Sixty-first mm. minute, sixty-eighth, and just go for the jugular or shut up. Mm. Just shut up and focus but on what you can focus the, on. I, I don't like it, but I have to say, it takes his attention away from his players. Everyone's talking about him. Maybe it's a great strategy because no one's talking about lack of security aboard. But like I said, the players didn't play that bad. No, I'm just saying that's maybe what he's doing. I don't know. It's the classic Jose Mourinho job within the in the, in the soccer. Be a dickhead and then everyone focuses on him rather than the players. I, I almost, I'm almost agreeing with Jeffrey in this one. It's just the boy who cry wolf. Yeah. He does it a bit too much. He does do it way too much. And Hooper's changing. So what, man? But it's who he is. Bit of character. No, I'm with Hooper on the weekend. I think you're a captain. Mm, I know. If you wait for what I'm saying, Hooper needs to be the leader on the pitch, and then just leave it there and just move on. But it's very very tough, mate. Yeah, England might get red card at the weekend, and then we're out the World Cup. And the other thing I want to talk about is just complaining as well. So yeah, the wokeness of rugby. It's getting proper soft. We don't have to talk about individual decisions, but. I don't think that is the case, personally. I really do. Then that's fine if you do. I don't. Flick on the league next weekend, the grand final. I don't want to. Did, did you watch the AFL grand final? I saw fucking four dudes cop a stray elbow to the Can I ask, temple. would you want... Play you, on. When, when, these Play dudes on. Start, when they don't know their name at 70, they signed up. Yeah, they know their name at 70. If you ever have kids, you two, if you ever have a boy or two in your future life, would you want your son to play rugby league? Maybe in the junior years. Yeah, why learn, wouldn't you, why wouldn't how you to tackle? Okay, why wouldn't you in the old years? Because I'm five foot six, man. <laughs> I'm getting eaten up. I'm getting lit up, brother. <laughs> okay, if you ever had a child in your own life and you had a boy in your life, would you want him to play rugby league? It's got nothing to do with the contact. Uh, no, but I know what you're trying to angle at here, so I'll just cut you off. It's got nothing to do with the contact. <laughs> i got long legs, that's why. I would like, I'd probably get my kid to grow up playing legs, so learn how to tackle and run hard, and then jump over to rugby because I like sport better. Okay. Um, it's got nothing to do with the contact. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I just think it's gone. It's gone soft. It's gone to the point where you can't definitely put a shot on. It's definitely not a shot. How could it be called soft when you've got guys running in a? I don't think the players are soft. I think the officiating soft. Oh well, then that's two very different. Things. Whenever there's a good shot and a little bloke can comes you, off can second. Can you remember? Bass. As a fly half, it didn't happen often. Could you remember the ferocity at breakdown? 
I've never been in one. It's exactly the same. It's got soft. Just because there's a couple, like the player, you've got to look after a player well for this. Some players who have passed away, I read on somewhere that from guys, and I know that could happen anywhere, but Don't it's, get not the gone, emotional it's not gone soft. I'm Curry sorry. If he palmed someone off, they couldn't take the hit. Do you know what? If he'd have palmed it with his ball-carrying arm, he would have been fine. And a palm straight arm would have been fine. But the fact he's led with his forearm, that's a problem. Baden Barrett can do it? No, I agree. He shouldn't have been able to do it. But I this agree is with the that. issue. The issue is this dog shit. Yeah, and I agree with Don't that. blow it up if you're not going to blow it up. Yeah, and that's the inconsistency. That's the issue I have. Um, do you want to talk about... And then Biggers, Tackle and Karevi, like why, why we're here, how's that any different to what people are being suspended for? And when fucking Gareth Davies took the intercept the first time, but O'Connor was there to tackle him. Fucking straight forearm to O'Connor's face. But, and you could do the same for Wales. You could pull the tape up. I'm sure someone grabbed a neck roll and a thing. Yeah. So either fucking let the boys play, because we paid a lot of money to watch these 30 athletes play. They want to play, we want to watch. Or pull up everything and get it fucking spot on. Yeah, I agree. Well, you yeah, well tell me up. when you're done doing that, and then I'll tune back in. Ones I can't. The, watching the transition of them learning the rules is too painful. Mm. I'm not in. Yeah, it's it's a hard watch. It's not a fun watch. Mm. So you tell me in four, over the four years we're changing the way in which the games played. I'll come back in four. I'll see what you got. You come back in two. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. How it's transitioning because at the moment it's just a punish. Because you just see three hits, the big hits, sick play on, and then all of a sudden, chick chick, and we're off for fifteen minutes, off to the races, and because they've stopped the game, they better penalise someone. Yeah. And I just don't think while penalties are three points, it's more than half a try. You just can't get the shit wrong. Is that based on Foley being a kicker? No, it's just for anyone. Like they just can't get those decisions wrong at a World Cup. You think the the worst player at this World Cup, the bottom of the he trains his guts out for this. Mm-hmm. I just think it's the officiating's rubbish and it's, it is getting soft. Okay, we're going back to the, the officiating. We need to move away from that. We disagree on that, so that's fine. Do you want to talk about you any of the game? point killed it and point out the game? No, I don't. I'm disagreeing with the game's gone soft. No, it's a wild statement. Yeah. I don't think the game's gone soft either. But... I don't think the players have. I think they're physically... Anyway, do you want to go on to England? Do you want to talk about England, USA? Do you want to shit on them? Or do you want to project forward to next week? Or the tonight's uh, games? I imagine England are fucking put a rose up a man. You USA sucked when I watched them. Put a rose up them. <laughs> Kinky shit. I know. Kinky shit you do up there. <laughs> wow. I see the bouquet on the kitchen sink. Eh. <laughs> There's no roses in there, man. I can't afford them. Um, do you want to just project then? So for this tonight. Uh, sorry, no games tonight. Is there? No games tonight. No. That hurts. Why did that? That's cruel. I know. Oh. It is. It is juicy. <laughs> Anyway, this is what we're talking about, man. <laughs> sort it out. Um, tomorrow is France USA, so France will win that. New Zealand are playing Canada. New Zealand will win that. Go Canada. My wife Canadian. She said, "How are they doing?" I was saying, "Sucking." Um, Georgia Fiji. So you expect Fiji to win that game? Ireland you would, but they bloody lost to yeah. Uruguay. But they've had, they've had rest now, to go back to your yeah. point. Uh, Ireland, Russia, Ireland will win that game. South Africa, Italy, South Africa win that game. Australia, Uruguay, Australia will win that game. And then the big one on Saturday, England, Argentina. I wish I was more excited about this, but Argentina are not playing good rugby. No, they peaked a year ago. Wow. I'm more nervous than you two. All right. No, I'm not worried at all for England. I think it's comfortable. Nine, nine plus. Wow. Okay. I don't feel. I don't. I don't feel like how comfortable I am living in a world where you two are like supportive. Of, not supportive. Oh, I've watched. I can't think play. of a day 
in the history of rugby where I would back Argentina to beat England. Okay. Um, and then in particular right now, maybe four years ago when England was struggling just after the World Cup mm-hmm. and Argentina were coming along. So other than that, England's been daylight ahead. Continues to be. Can I just say, there was a period of time where I went to Twickenham and I went quite a few times. I was fortunate with the school I worked at. And um, I ended up going to watch the Tri-Nations teams as they were back in the day and we kept on losing. So I thought the one year Argentina would go, I was like, I've never been to Twickenham and seen England win. I'm going to watch England v Argentina. Fucking Argentina won. Are you kidding me? So this is why you're nervous. Yeah, it is. Old scars. Nah, they're playing yeah, poor rugby, man. There's no consistency. There's poor balls, poor ball security. They look a bit lost at times. And this set piece sucks. Yeah, that's that's where we're going to win it. So yeah. please. Um, all right. I'm excited. I'm still looking. I still love the World Cup, boys. I have to say. I'll come back round, man. Oh, I just need a couple of days to get over it. Awesome. But um, I just hope, and I won't, I hope it comes across. It's not about the result. It's about the officiating. Cool. Uh, do you, anyone else, <laughs> anyone else add, add, want to add anything? Huh? Do you want to add anything? I was an Englishman. What? I said, do you want to add anything? Sorry. No, nah, more G. Nah, oh, just good. last thing. Tamua Foley or Leofano for 10 in the, in the next big game, quarterfinal game. Who'd you pick? Yeah, Tamua's put his hand up. Tamua? against Uruguay or whatever. No, no, yeah, that's quarter, the problem. No, your quarterfinal game. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ, I don't know. I've got two games to figure that shit out. Right. Have a goal-kicking contest, whoever wins. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Do you reckon Hodge starts that quarter? Is he back then? No. He, he misses should. three games. Yeah, no, he could. I'm just saying, no, I don't think he should. Oh, right. yeah, I think yeah. he will. I don't think he should. You think he will? I think he will. You're kicking for touch that important. I, again, I don't think he should. I think Checker likes him. And again, uh, we went to a picnic the other day, and he, he can kick it a long way. Maybe he should be in the team instead of Hodge. Told you. You guys going to picnics without me? Yeah, mate. Don't, I told you not to bring up <laughs> oh, the picnic, sorry. Richard. Sorry. Don't Did you realise at 2 o'clock yesterday on Twitter, man, it, my, Wales must have woken up or something. <laughs> oh, the Twitter just blew oh, <laughs> Those Welsh fans are full on, eh? <laughs> what did Jesus. you expect, though? But it was tweets he'd done 24 hours yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just, yeah, the consistency of their names. <laughs> That's you, what blows my mind. stereotyping There's right like now? There's like 10 names in all of Wales. Did we end up, did we find out what happened to George North? No. His knee. No, no, he probably no, played he, on. He, yeah, he play yeah, on. No, it was fine. It was his head that was actually when he was. He's had a issue. million head knocks, that poor player. Yeah, yeah. He probably shouldn't be playing. No, he's someone they need to protect around the tackle. Yeah. Soften it up, boys. <laughs> I'd run at him. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. Under no either. circumstance. The no, guy's a monster. No, if I was the Wallabies, man, to act there. Who's the one yeah, player? Get ready run Who's the one player in world rugby that you wouldn't want to run at? Uh, Tulangi. No, what's the number seven for Samoa? Yuani. God, holy shit. He hits like a truck. <laughs> Every single time Scotland ran at him last night, you just see him getting up going, oh, God. <laughs> him, number seven for Samoa, under yeah. no circumstance. There was two Samoans that definitely wouldn't want to run out. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, the shining light, as you said, is maybe fucking iron sharpening iron and will be better in the quarters as a result of losing this game. Absolutely. You could be sat here and you make the quarters, you beat England and uh, England or France in a quarterfinal and suddenly you're playing in a semi-final. You know okay. it's England. Stop doing the humble thing. You're not losing to France or Argentina. Uh, we lost to France in the Six Nations, mate. Um, just last thing, T-shirts, excited about getting the final, all the final orders are in. They're, they're done, man. If you're hearing this, it's too late. 
Well, if you've ordered one, it's on its way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya.